odd connection to his plight. Perhaps it would be best if she put him out of her mind and concentrated on the day before her. Lily's job as a Pinkerton agent had taken her many places, but none were as beautiful as the Adirondack Mountains. People came from far and wide to this sleepy New York town, nestled at the base of the towering high peaks, to fish in the magnificent crystal-clear lakes and to hunt the wild game that roamed the thick surrounding wilderness. Pine trees grew in such abundance that the area supported several lumber camps. The region was also known for the great camps that dotted the landscape. She'd heard that the camps carried all the amenities of city hotels, including long porches and rocking chairs, where a person could sit and get their fill of the crisp air. Of course, Lily hadn't had time to enjoy any of those things. She'd been too busy pretending to be someone she wasn't. Today that was all going to change. She moved away from the window, pausing in front of a medium-sized trunk. She knelt and raised the rounded top. The black dress and bonnet that she had worn when she'd been posing as a widow lay on top. Beneath that, was the emerald green ball gown that she had had on the night she'd been tasked with enticing a certain gentleman to hand over the jewels he'd stolen. At the back of the trunk lay her most recent saloon girl finery, a frilly red dress with a black petticoat. They were all disguises of her past. Pushing those garments aside, she reached in, groping around until she felt the sack containing her savings. She pulled it out and slammed the trunk's lid. Lily stood, thinking how the contents were the key to her future, her new beginning. She placed the cloth sack next to her reticule on the nightstand and crossed the room to the large wardrobe. Opening the doors, she looked at the modest dresses hanging in front of her. She selected her favorite, light blue dress, the one with the three-quarter length sleeves and the lace collar. Lily added a pair of side-laced white kidskin boots to her ensemble. She set the outfit on the bed and went about her morning ablutions. After she got dressed, she walked back to the mirror to finish getting ready. She took great care in pulling her hair back from her face, and then she reached into a small jewelry pouch and took out a copper hair clip that had belonged to her mother. Lily carefully secured the clip at the back of her head, then ran her fingers gently over the raised scroll design. Mama. I miss you. I'm thankful you're not here to see what I've done. Doing a quick spin in front of the mirror, Lily felt refreshed. For the first time in a very long time, she'd be leaving this room without pretense. Her future lay beyond those walls. After carefully placing her money inside the reticule, she left the boarding house. She stepped out into the summer sunshine. The warm air felt good against her skin. Off in the distance, she heard children, and, turning her head, she saw that they were playing in the schoolyard. She couldn't help but smile. Stopping at the edge of the walkway, she waited for a buckboard loaded with supplies to pass. Then, stepping down, she crossed the street, heading to the Oliver Lumber Company office. John Oliver a semi-retired Pinkerton agent himself, greeted her at the door. Good morning, Lily. She tipped her head back and looked up at her mentor. 
a man whose massive presence could fill any room. She noticed that his dark hair had started graying at the temples, but his blue eyes were still sharp as he took in her appearance. Good morning, John. Stepping back, he said, Looks like we're in for another nice summer day. Lily looked back over her shoulder at the cloudless sky. Indeed, I could get used to this sort of weather. She turned to follow him back to his office. Here, take a seat, he said, removing a pile of old newspapers. Lily sat. So tell me what brings you by. Toying with the fringe on her reticule, she searched for a way to broach the matter of her service. After a few uncomfortable moments had passed, during which John watched her with increasing curiosity, she decided to take a direct approach. I fulfilled my duty to the Pinkertons, and I-